Welcome back to the Tony Harris Show. I am your host, Tony Harris. Last week's show, you guys tuning in who didn't watch, who didn't listen to last week, I talked about my college experience, how it was one that was set up with many traps that was laid for me by my uncle, UT Boosters, and the athletic director. I talked about how I was blindsided by betrayal from everyone. And God later on revealed the plan the enemy had for my life. As you know, as you guys know now, my story, there are a lot of athletes around the world who has and is experiencing a similar situation as mine. And with that being said, I asked the question, what do you do when you are robbed of your career or your gift? Or what do you do when your career is over with? And I asked that and I asked that question. This podcast today, I'm going to go in a different direction. I talked about the first maybe three or four weeks. I talked about my recruiting. And today I want to gear everything towards what I'm talking about now. What do you do when you're robbed of your career? It was a guy named DeSilvio. I'm not sure what his first name was, but he played at what university in it was a scandal that's going on now. We saw him. Oh, um, yeah. Was it Kansas? Yeah, it was Kansas. Yeah. Actually, it was a Kansas. It was a basketball player, and his father received some money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they suspended him? Yeah, sure. for two years. I was actually uh, going and looking at that up, so it's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Okay. And this guy was suspended because something that his father did, and he has to pay the price for it. If I'm not mistaken, he unknowingly knew that his father took some money. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. an unknowingly situation. Um, to me, very similar to your situation. But in his situation, mm-hmm. it was brought to the light a lot quicker. So the NCAA ruled against him and suspended him for two years. Wow. I'm sure that was heartbreaking for that young man. So our prayers go out to, to that guy. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. It's a kid. I'm not sure his first name, but his last name is DeSilva. De Silvio, De Silvio. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. And he plays at Kansas. I think he was a transfer. I'm not sure, but just Google it and you will be enlightened by that story. And that story is similar to mine and so many other young athletes around the country, how that kid got robbed. But back to what I was saying initially, what do you do when you're robbed of your career or your gift? Or what do you do when your career is over? I would answer that question now. I would first ask, what does your brand have to offer the world? And that's what we're going to get into today. What does your brand have to offer the world? When I say brand, I'm talking about you. What do you have to offer? You know, so many athletes today, even when I was playing, they think of themselves as just an athlete according to what sport they play, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's tennis or et cetera, whatever sport they're they're in so many kids grow up looking at looking at themselves as just an athlete and an athlete only but i want to share some insight with you on today on how to shape and mold your child's brand you know the bible also speaks of this of shaping and molding your child's brand in proverbs 22 and 6 and it says train up a child in the way that he should go and then when he's older he will not depart from it. And that's in Proverbs. Proverbs speaks with a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight. Reflecting back to when I was young, I can remember 
all I thought about was basketball. And my ultimate goal was playing in the NBA since I was maybe five or six years old. I look at my son now, he's two years old, and he already knows his destiny. That's Tony Harris Jr. So he he's running around the house. Every opportunity he gets, he's shooting basketball on his goal. He's at practice with me when I'm when I'm coaching my high school team. He's on the side imitating the guys doing the stretches, imitating the guys how to shoot with the correct form. So God is birthing into his spirit already as a two-year-old what he's going to do later on into his life. But the thing with that is nobody, you know, ever sat me down when I was that age. Asked me, what would I like to do after basketball? What else do you think you would be interested in? And so I'm so glad I get the opportunity to talk to the talk to my son about these things and to get him prepared for life after basketball. Because one thing about it, you can't play a particular sport forever. So you have to mold and shape your child to prepare them for the future after sports is over with. So here I was putting everything I had into the game of basketball as a as a youth and not sharpening my brand, so to speak. I always worked hard. I always worked hard as, as a youth uh, growing up. I grew up in Binghamton, man. I, I love the game of basketball. I, I played from whether it's rec ball to AAU ball. I played AAU ball literally from age six to 17. And so I was playing basketball year round in the summer, in the fall time when school basketball came, you know, I was playing then. So I basically was doing this year round. I was sharpening up my game. I was sharpening up the game of basketball, but I wasn't sharpening up my brand. And let me explain to you what a brand is. Okay. A brand is simply a strategic personality for a product company or person strategic is the key word that stands out because you have to you have to have a strategy to have a a, a versatile and attractive brand i'm gonna say that again you have to have a strategy to have a versatile and a attractive brand so how do you develop your brand you develop a strong and everlasting brand by operating in the fruits of the spirit. And for all my Bible readers, they are very familiar with fruits of the spirit. The Bible talks about these fruits in the book of Galatians. And in the book of Galatians, there are nine fruits of the spirit. You have number one, you have love. Number two, you have joy. Number three, you have peace. Number four, you have patience. Number five, you have kindness. Number six, you have goodness. Number seven, you have faithfulness. Number eight, you have gentleness. And the last one, number nine, you have self-control. Now, if you're operating in all of these principles, you're walking and you're abiding by everything that God has called us to do. If you're, if you're walking in these nine fruits of the spirit on a daily basis, these nine fruits of the spirit it develops your character. All the, all the nine words that I named, they develop your character. Your character is basically your personality. When Jesus was on earth, he walked in the fruits of the spirits daily. No matter what chaos of confusion came, no matter what trouble came that surrounded him, he continued to walk in the fruits of the spirit. He didn't let anything bother his spirit or his character. He was the same 
every time he every time he saw Jesus in the Bible, wherever he went, he operated in these fruits of the spirit. Now, when you have good character, there's not a door that God won't open for you. The opportunities will be limitless. So when you teach your child or your student athlete to live by these principles, you are preparing them for life after basketball or whatever sport they play. You're sharpening your child's brain. You're getting them prepared for life after basketball. You're giving them so many more opportunities in life by helping them and explaining to them the benefits of walking daily in the nine fruits of the spirit. And this was something that wasn't introduced to me. I just put all my chips in one bucket and say, man, I'm going to be a basketball player. I don't know anything about, you know, walking in the fruits of the spirit. That was the most important thing. If I was to reach the ultimate goal of playing in the NBA and not just reach the goal, but having longevity and having a long lasting and successful career. There's a lot of people in the NBA who said they reached the NBA, but they didn't stick. And we don't have to name call. You know, if you are an avid sports watcher, you know some of the guys who have been injury plagued. And we wonder why, man, wonder why this guy career never really blossomed into what we thought it could be. Maybe he wasn't walking in the nine fruits of the spirit. Maybe God allowed him to get there and get a taste of what it felt like to accomplish his dream, but his character didn't allow him to keep it and to stay where God has destined for him to go. So talent can get you anywhere you want in this life, but character will keep you. Character will give you longevity in whatever you do. And we're not even just talking about sports. We're talking about just life period in general. I know we got some parents watching and you can apply these principles to your life and you might be in the corporate world, the workforce, or you might be an entrepreneur. But I guarantee you, if you walk in these principles on a daily basis, your life will change. And so as I talk about this, as I talk about this, I think about some players that played the game and have allowed their character to take them to another dimension in life. And I think about when I think about players, I think about former NBA star. Now, this guy who I think about, he wasn't all NBA, you know, every year. He wasn't a star in the NBA, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't a household name like a LeBron James. He wasn't a household name like Michael Jordan. He wasn't a household name like Steph Curry, but he was a good, solid player. And he had great character, and his name was Kevin Johnson. And for all of you guys know who Kevin Johnson was, for my young kids who are watching this, or for the parents who got these young kids who are budding superstars and who they're trying to shape and mold their careers, let them watch and Google Kevin Johnson of the Phoenix Suns and see what type of player he was. Kevin Johnson, like I said, he was a former Phoenix Suns player. He was a three-time All-Star. He was a point guard. He had his jersey retired with the Phoenix Suns. He won a gold medal with the 94 Olympic team, along with Magic Johnson. Here's another fact for you. He was one of only two NBA players in NBA history to average at least 20 points, 10 assists, and to shoot 51% from the field in the same season. Now, that's pretty impressive when you're talking about stats and when you're talking about numbers as numbers are concerned. Now, watching Kevin Johnson 
growing up, I always remember he was one of the classiest, one of the most classiest players that I've seen play the game. He was very, uh, very eloquent speaker. And that stood out to me. That's why it comes as no surprise to me that he is the first African-American to serve as mayor of Sacramento, of the city of Sacramento. He was elected in 2008 and then he was reelected in 2012. And Kevin Johnson, he's a Christian guy. He loves God. He puts God first. He's married. He loves his kids. He loves people. And anytime that you're in politics, you're an advocate for the people. So he had this type of calling. He had this gift where he was an advocate for the people, even when he was in the NBA. God had already put this in this man's spirit when he was a NBA all-star, when he was an NBA player. So whoever raised Kevin Johnson, they did a great job with helping and molding him to walk in the fruits of the spirit. They may not have known Exactly. His parents may not have known anything about the fruits of the spirit. I'm not sure, but they did a great job in teaching him because it showed it showed with his personality. It showed through his interviews. Kevin Johnson was a stand up, stand up guy, classy guy. And, you know, you can tell, like I said, through his interviews and and, and the way he played his sportsmanship. He was a he was a competitor. He was definitely a competitor. He was fiery at times, but. Deep down, you know, he was a good guy. He was an advocate for the people. And you knew that he had a Christian walk about himself. Sometimes you look at people and you know, like that guy right there or that woman, that young lady, she serves God. And that's the most important thing. And that's one of the things that really stood out to me as a young player about Kevin Johnson. Another player that comes to mind is former New York Knicks star Mark Jackson. He's a point guard. Many of you know Mark Jackson. He was a 1989 All-Star selection. He was fourth on the all-time assist list with 10,323. I don't know if that's current, but last time I checked, he was fourth. And when I watched Mark Jackson, New York City point guard, I was very intrigued on how he set up his teammates to score. He was a real floor general is what they call him. And he understood how to run the point guard position. And he understood how to be a great teammate. And he understood how to conduct interviews. So just like Kevin Johnson, Mark Jackson's career also shifted from playing in the NBA to becoming a broadcast commentator for ESPN and ABC. And you know, he coached the Golden State Warriors at one time. He had that stint with, with the Golden State Warriors where he took Steph Curry and Klay Thompson Back in their youth, when they first got into the league, he took them into the postseason. I think the first year they went to the second round of the playoffs. And then the year after that, they went to the first. And then for some strange reason, Mark Jackson ended up getting fired and they brought in Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr took the helm of the team and ended up winning the NBA championship. But he inherited the players that Mark Jackson got. And he added a few more pieces of of the puzzle and end up winning the championship. Now both, okay, well, Jackson, let me say with Jackson, stay on Mark Jackson, his his career shifted. After Mark Jackson got through playing, he became an ordained minister. He and his wife pastored True Love Worship Center International in Reseda, California. And both him and Kevin Johnson transcended their NBA careers and reinvented themselves. And that's what we're talking about today. 
what do you do when your career doesn't go the way it plans or when you're robbed? How are you going to reinvent yourself? You reinvent yourself by walking in the fruits of the spirit. I have a question. Okay. Okay. So when we're talking about reinventing yourself and uh, just preparing yourself for life after basketball, to your audience and for the parents who are listening and, you know, the kids, uh, teenagers, college players, respectively, mm-hmm. when do you feel is a good time? I know to incorporate the fruit of the spirit, that's something that has to be instilled, preferably by an adult or someone that's in a leadership role Correct. in the kid's life. So how do we, you know, as parents, how do we introduce them to um, preparing themselves for life after basketball because I know a lot of times that's easier said than done. Right. Because when you're an athlete, and especially when you're young, your only focus is I'm going to the NBA. Right. You know, you can't see anything else after that. So, is there a prototype that you would say that's in the league now? Well, actually, there is a prototype in the league now, LeBron James. Yeah. He's already preparing his life for after basketball and he started a long time ago he didn't wait until retirement was creeping up on him he already knew that he wanted to be more than LeBron James uh, on the basketball court matter of fact he came out with uh, a documentary I believe Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of it but I think it's uh, something about being more than just a basketball. More than just an athlete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that came from a lot of that controversy or whatever. But I, I just want parents to have a good example to use for these kids to show them like, hey, look at LeBron James. You know, right. he's a businessman. He's an athlete. He's a producer. You know, he's an advocate. He's all these things. Yet he's an NBA player. But when his NBA career is over with, he have all these other great things, you know, to look forward to. That's correct. That's that's a great question, by the way. And to answer that question, you touched on it earlier when you talked about LeBron James. Okay. I think LeBron James is a perfect example. LeBron James, he is so very active in his community. And I also know he's into film and and directing as well, too. And you said that he had a documentary called More Than an Athlete. Right. And LeBron James, since the time he he's touched down into the NBA. He always wanted to prove that he was more than an athlete. He was so much more than that. And he also birthed a school. I don't, I'm not sure what what name of the school is. Yeah, he Um, did. And I don't know if that was last year or this year. And so those are things, the things that LeBron James are doing are not things that are for self gratification. The things that LeBron James is doing life after basketball things and he's doing it while he's still playing is, is very phenomenal. And I would have my son or daughter or anybody to watch him and to watch how he conducts his business, even currently as he is a basketball player now. And at the top of his game, he's able to manage and juggle these things, okay. of course, with a great supporting cast. But I would definitely have people to, to watch LeBron. Yeah. And I, and I think, like like I said, LeBron James – is a great example because, you know, he's not waiting to the end of his career. He's thriving, he's winning, Mm -hmm. and he's looking forward to his future. So he's building yet another platform to stand on, you know, while he's in the NBA. And I believe that's where a lot of players go wrong at. 
Right. You know, they they wait until there's nothing else to do in the the creek is dried up and then they say, oh, I got to figure out what's next. That's true. So, I mean, even for yourself, I, I love the fact that while your basketball career was still going, you know, on overseas, you still had the thoughts of like, I need to start looking at, you know, maybe training or, you know, right. your mind was already in gear thinking about things that you could do on your next platform. Right. So I just feel like that's something that the kids really need to uh, engage in and, and start, you know, early. Like you said, start early on looking at different ways that they can transition, you know, for life after basketball. And, and hey, put the put the plan on paper and, you know, parents support it, encourage it. And I think we'll see more players in the future with their own TV shows, talk shows, That's right. podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, different platforms and, and giving back uh, not only to the community, but leaving a real legacy. That's right. And that's what it's all about. Leaving a, leaving a real legacy and contributing to your community, giving back, you know, those things are so important. And when you have good character, like a LeBron James, like a Mark Jackson, you know, like those guys, like, um, who we just named uh, Kevin Johnson. When you have good character, like those guys, like those guys, God unlocks some gifts and talents that were lying dormant on the inside of yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. And so, when you walk in good character, you can see God really move for you. And I, and I want to touch on my experience on how God unlocked some hidden gifts on the inside of me once I got my character, you know, in check. My good character. Uh, led to me being saved and becoming an ordained minister, something that I thought that I would never do. Right. And so that's what that good character did. It opened up another opportunity. It opened up some more avenues. It opened up more doors for me. It pushed me into mentorship. It wanted me to help train. And the things that I learned and the things that God gifted me with, I wanted to share with other uh, kids, other right. youth you know, around the country. My character led me to do this podcast. Yeah. And as you said, you know, it'll lead other athletes to to do different things. It's a lot of things that athletes are able to do because they are so competitive mm-hmm. and they want to win at just about everything they do. They don't really realize the talents and the gift that they have lying dormant because they put so much energy and so much time into one thing. Exactly. And you know what? It's so amazing because I look at most athletes and say they are natural born leaders. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they're natural born leaders. And the reason why I say that is, and, and of course, a lot of the gifts and talents have to be developed. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people, they have it just, you know, they're born with it. Mm-hmm. And then some people, you know, they have to be taught. But just the dedication that you put into the game alone lets you know, people from a corporate standpoint or from just um, a standpoint of saying, hey, this kid, you know, they're well disciplined, they're sure. well trained, they have great leadership abilities, mm-hmm. great work ethics. And that's what I love about you. Your work ethic speaks so much about your character. You. And, you know, the two work together. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of kids, you know, who are lacking work ethic, but they may they may be a great talent. They may right. have all these great abilities, but you have to put together the character and the work ethic and all those other important things, like you said, to stick and to be successful. Mm-hmm. And even in some cases, I know 
you're getting a lot of calls, right, uh, from Absolutely. the show, and, and, you, and you're giving out a lot of advice and things like that. And I think that's that's a that's great, you know, on your behalf to to give yourself to others who are needing this help that's coming from the podcast. But what I'm learning also is that you're not just giving them advice about basketball; you're giving them advice about life. Right. You know. Absolutely. How to be a winner both on and off the court. Right. And that's what I feel like this show is doing. It's producing winners both on and off the court. And just, man, just to see how this show and, you know, and how your work ethic and dedication to now this podcast is taking you to your next level. Right. That's absolutely right. And I'm so glad that you touched on that as well. And when you spoke about having good character and good work ethic because they work hand in hand. Right. If you allow them to, they work good hand in hand. And when I think about that, I think about guys who reached the, the pinnacle of success, had good work ethics, but suffered from good character. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they didn't have good character. They was very talented, but they really didn't have good character. And they suffered from that after basketball. When right. I think of one person, I think about Allen Iverson. Yeah. You know, how he suffered. And this is not to, you know, throw him under the bus or anything, but I know he suffered with some issues, uh, you know, in his marriage and his personal life and, and stuff like that. So it's, right. it's so important, you know, to have your character. And I'm not singling him out. Of course, there are other guys who, who've made mistakes and, you know, who, yeah. who had some downfalls, you know, because we of, all have. Yeah, yeah, we all have. And we all fall short, you know, of the glory of God. But. You know, I'm just saying it's so important that you have those two together to become successful. And it, it will unlock so much more potential out of a person if they can get both of those things working together. Both of those exactly. attributes, that, that good character and that hard work, it'll take you a long way. Yeah, definitely so. And I, and I believe, again, LeBron James is a good example of that, too. I know I'm not trying to say LeBron James is perfect, no, no. but... I just like the lifestyle that he's leading, you know, as a family man, a father and a businessman, along with being an athlete. You know, he wears so many hats. And I believe that we can have a lot of LeBron James out there. We can have a lot of Tony Harris's out there who know how to carry or wear those different hats and be successful, you know, in different aspects of their life while still being a positive role model you know and and taking this platform to a new level right and that's the thing we have to really target our young athletes and let them know who to watch who Mm -hmm. to be attracted to and why you know watch lebron james because lebron james he's a great family man he's a great basketball player he's a great businessman okay so everything that lebron doing in his life right now you know we're shedding the light on lebron because he's a great example and we have to let our kids know and let the youth know that this is the guy that you need to watch and yeah. maybe want to pattern your life after, you know? So he's getting himself, like you said, he's already prepared for life after, after basketball. And it's so important. And it's so important in this day and time, because we have so many athletes that gets done with playing basketball and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And they're stuck. And another thing I just thought about too is, you know, as uh, you know, we have a teenager and right. we have uh, others who have teenagers. And a lot of times when they're 13, 14, 15 years old, they don't think about that. Hey, you know, my conduct and 
my reputation from middle school on to junior high and high school that that's going to follow me. You know, that everything you do follow you, everything follow you. You're creating a record now while you're in the seventh grade, while you're in the eighth grade. You're creating a paper trail that tells people, you know, this is how he behaves. This is the type of person that he is. So I think it's really important to catch the youth at a young age to let them know that, hey, if you don't brand, because that's that's a part of branding. That's a part of branding. Your conduct and how you conduct yourself in the classroom, how you respect and treat your elders, how you treat your coaches, that's all a part of branding. That's right. And so a lot of kids, they think, oh, okay, I'm not going to need high school anymore after this, or I'm, gonna, I'm not going to need college anymore after this. But they don't realize that that follows you too. Right. You know, everywhere you go, you have a chance to do good and you have a chance to bring yourself and leave a good reputation. So I feel like it's very important for for you to understand it starts now. Right. Don't wait till you're 17, till you're 18. If you're 17 or 18, then you start where you're at. But if you can start younger and the parents can incorporate this at a younger age, you know, let's let's do that. Let's incorporate branding and good behavior at an early age. Oh, absolutely. It will be so vital to that student athlete or to their child's life. I mean, it's everything. And when I think about Brandon and I think about marketing, I think about Shaquille O'Neal. You see Shaquille O'Neal everywhere. You sure do. When Shaquille O'Neal was at LSU, he had a personality like no other. I knew when I watched Shaquille O'Neal at LSU, when he played in the SEC conference, I knew. I said, man, when when that guy gets finished with playing NBA basketball, he's going to be a very marketable guy. Everybody's going to want a piece of him. Right. And because of his personality, he always smiling, you know, he's kissing people, you know, he's <laughs> hugging babies and, you know, he's doing all of those things to make people say like, man, Shaq, he's, he's, he's a great guy. He, everybody wants to give him endorsement deals. You see You're him right. from the underwear, the hangs, the, the cars, the insurance, the insurance, you know, with the little guy uh, on the commercial. And so the general, the general, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The little general. So when, when I think about that, I think about Shaq, Shaq is operating in those fruits of the spirit. Shaq knows how to market himself. He, he, he has a great idea on how to sell his brand, which is right. who he is, his personality. And that's all it is. Your personality and your character. You want people to look at you and love you for for who you are, for your care, for your kindness, for your love, you know, for all of those things, for your self-control. Exactly. People want to know, can I trust you? Mm -hmm. You know, can I trust you to give you this million dollars? Can I trust you to give you this five hundred thousand dollar endorsement deal? And you won't embarrass me. And you won't embarrass (laughs) me. Can I trust you to represent my company or my product uh-huh. and you won't embarrass me? So that's what we have to focus on with our kids. We can't just focus on it. I, we grow up in Memphis. And so Memphis is a very competitive place to raise a child to play basketball because everybody wants to make it to the NBA. But everybody is so focused on their kid getting to the NBA. Nobody is not molding and shaping their kids brand you got so many kids that can play but their attitude is not in in the correct place their attitude uh, is not right their character is not right and from transitioning from middle school to high school to college you got college scouts they're going to do their research they're going to look at what type of student they were in middle school and high school they're going to check these kids grade and see if they want these kids to be a part of their university or their college and so that's one thing that really needs, I mean, some reconstructing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, as far as in that area, especially in Memphis, not just in Memphis, but all over the world. I'm saying Memphis because we are familiar with, uh, of Memphis and we're from there and, and we know how competitive the city is and how people want their child to go to the next level and play basketball, which is all good. But nobody is molding and shaping these kids brand so they can have different avenues, different ways to make money when they get older, because they're not going to always be able to play basketball football or baseball or whatever sport that it is, they're going to have to be able to reinvent themselves. Right. And that's what a lot of athletes have trouble with is reinventing themselves. Yeah. I had no problem with reinventing myself after my career was over with because I consider myself a person, a man of God, and I have a good heart. I love people. And so because of that alone, I felt like God opened some doors up and he unlocked some talents and some gifts on the inside of me that I never knew that I possessed. I never knew that I could get on a stage and preach in front of people. I never knew that I could just mentor and talk to a room or thousands of people and talk to them about life after basketball. But God has ordained this for me and he had birthed this into my spirit before the foundations of the earth were laid. And so and he, he was, has a plan. Go and on. he was actually conditioning you for it when he had you playing before thousands exactly. and thousands and exactly. thousands. But you didn't know that it was for <laughs> this platform, but he was actually conditioning you for it. Absolutely. That's correct. I didn't know at the time. I thought that that was my destiny. But my destiny was to share my experience in front of thousands and preach the gospel and teach athletes that there is life after basketball. So I thank God for that. God always come in a direction that you never see him coming yeah that's but so true if you yeah, if you veer close to him if you get closer to him he'll start unlocking some things and showing you some things you know amongst your wildest imagination and so i'm just so thankful for that you know and you too <laughs> you wrote a book a date with god yeah and i never i never <laughs> imagined that i would be an author i always wanted to model i wanted to be on the front of a magazine you know mm-hmm. but God was preparing me for that. I could have been on the front of the book, but I chose to be on the back of the book. But yet, God still, you know, even through that, he's able to fulfill your heart desires. But I want to touch on this. I know we have to wrap up, Mm -hmm. but I love how you was making the example of how when the college coaches and everybody, they look at your past to really determine your present, your future, to see if you're worthy of us giving you an endorsement right? Uh, for, you know, those who want endorsement for the coach. Are you worthy of me putting you on this team? Like you're not going to embarrass me if I give you this platform and put you all the way up there. Right. Exactly. And it reminds me of God and how he is with us as his children. Hmm. He does the same thing before he bestow his, all his gifts upon us. And sometimes we're just barely tapping into the gifts and the high things of God because he's only allowing us to get bits and pieces until he know that he can fully trust us, that he know that we won't get up on the big stage and embarrass him because so many have. Mm -hmm. He's entrusted his gift with so many people Mm -hmm. and people have, okay, God, I'm going to do right. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to do this. And then they go do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So, the same way that you're branding yourself, you have to look at it. That's the way that God want to brand himself after you because you are his representation on the earth. Right. So we got to carry this brand all the way through. That's right. We got to do it on the natural. We have to do it on the spiritual. Mm-hmm. We have to show people not just on the commercials and, you know, the endorsement deals that I'm a good 
person, you know, to brand your product after. But with God, too, we have to let God know that, God, you can trust me. Right. I'm going to carry this brand all the way, you know. So I just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, just to add on to that, you're right, because God is the all seeing and the all knowing. And for you young athletes, it's very important to have a good spirit. Because he sees and he knows the intent of the heart and right. everything that you're thinking, even things that you're thinking. So you don't want to just play the game because you end up playing yourself. Exactly. If you want to be a marketable person and you want to show people that, hey, market me, you know, for your product or, or what have you. But you have to keep it real with God. That's right. Because, you know, closing talent will take you to some high places, but character will keep you there. That's right. You know, our pastor and spiritual father. Prophet Zebulon Russian always tells us that, you know, talent will get you to some places, but character will keep you there. And so with that being said, I'm going to end on that note. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for supporting my wife and I, head of the game series, the Tony Harris show. We're still going strong and we thank God. Until next time, be blessed.